Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I think he's going to be. Oh, there we go. Hey. <laughs> I pressed the button. Sorry, Finally, it works. Oh, boy. Sorry, guys. Uh, now, there's been. I'm sure anybody who's on the Internet knows there's been some widespread issues. Um I have I've had trouble getting on Facebook. I've had trouble starting the show um, and a few other things. But we're here, um, and it's really crappy in Buffalo, of course. But what do you expect? It's Buffalo. Um, but uh, Russ, start us off with the pre-show. Sure. It's 80 and sunny here, Mike. I just thought I'd tell you. Anyhow, so the, pre- the pre-show is you never know – What's going to happen with sports? This is why Kevin Allen says he loves sports, and this is why I love sports. So I went to the Jet game yesterday for my birthday, and full knowing that they're 0-3 and could easily go 0-4 and nobody would have an eyelash. So you listen to the pregame show on the way in on Sirius. They gave the Jets a 0.0 chance of winning, and Derrick Henry was going to run for 200 yards, which we all – I mean, he probably ended up running for like 140 or something – um, the game was close and the Jets managed to pull ahead. They put it into overtime and they won and the Titans had a chance to, uh, tie it up in overtime with about eh, five, six seconds left, missed a kick. And that was that. So they, they actually won. And probably like a lot of other people, even the people I was with, we all sort of made plans like, Hey, yeah, I'll be home by this certain time because we'll probably leave early because they're probably going to get killed. But they kept us there, and to their credit, they won. And, you know, Kev, you've probably done that with the Lions many times. But this was a game, you know, and I and we went back and thought about it, and we probably – I haven't seen a Jet win at home. Now, I don't go to every game. I only go once in a while. Probably in like four years or something for the games we've gone to, four or five years. <laughs> so it was nice. Yeah. Well, maybe it was your birthday present. Maybe. I mean, that's what it seems like, and it's good that it came around. So Yeah, well, it was Mike Vrabel that gave you the birthday present because some of his coaching decisions weren't exactly uh, astute and brilliant. I have to say this, a couple, a couple things. Um, last night, the Brady versus Belichick uh, game it got apparently got over 30 million uh, views. I know Russ, is, Russ stayed up definitely for that one. But I, I have to say um, – I really hate when a narrative for a game doesn't actually match the game. And Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth are pretty good announcers, <laughs> but Collinsworth was like, "Oh my God, you know, you know, Tom Brady was great, but you, you, you New England fans, you got to look forward to Mac Jones. He's going to be fantastic." I mean, okay, he had a nice game. He was, he's a rookie. He, he didn't make a ton of mistakes. But the, the hyperbole that was being pumped in about Mac Jones just made me made me sick. It was just it was so ridiculous. And they were again they were selling this narrative about Bel- Belichick and Brady. And you know they hugged at the end of the game, and Belichick went into the Tampa Bay locker room afterward. It was all a bunch of horse crap. So it, it's 
it really it seemed like it was an underwhelming uh, game too. Yeah, and it was, and like like the Buffalo Houston game yesterday, it was pouring down rain, and that affected the quality of the play. Although you know the Bills won forty to nothing. The other the other thing was to uh, to emulate TNT earlier in the week. Um, there was a, an outage uh, at the, for the Buffalo-Houston game that prevented the play-by-play to be coming from Buffalo. So the the studio guys like uh, James Brown and Bill Cower were having to do play-by-play for that particular game. And after the game, it was the Buffalo power grade stinks, Mike. That's what it seems like. Like well, I, I would have liked have, to have seen that. I would have liked to have if seen you have that. you a car <laughs> like a transformer, yes, your, your block will go out, right? But there should be backup generators and everything else at a football stadium. Well, like, okay. Well, this happened happen. at the Flyers game Saturday right. night too, right? Saturday night Flyers game, same thing. Yes, right. it, was, it was quick. Russ, the problem is the power didn't go out at the stadium. The lights and everything else, there was no problem. The, uh, the explanation that came out was – I didn't understand it. They said there was a car accident in Orchard Park at two o'clock in the morning and that there was some sort of downstream power situation that ended up affecting the broadcast 12 hours after the accident. It made no, it made absolutely no sense. It sounds like a lot of words. I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm calling both. Electricity is witchcraft after all. So who knows? It could be anything. I mean, it could be, you know, who knows? We don't know how, have you, have you ever seen electricity and yet you pay for it every month? I mean, think about it for a second. I, seen I have seen, seen it, it when it sparked up on a bad uh, outlet, <laughs> and you almost get killed. So I have seen it. Oh, you got a, we got a friend down there, Kev. We do, yeah, yeah. She's decided. <laughs> uh, I just walked in the door before I got on the podcast. Yeah, that's, that's what I, happens. I feel like the oddball here. I'm the only one who doesn't have a dog. So anyway, so you have, you have the leaves, Mike. It's you close. started to tell my, uh, tell us, Mike, about uh, what happened when the national broadcasters yeah. end up having to do the game. Yeah, no, I mean, the the, the signal cut out at the beginning of the third quarter. The screen went blank. They went to commercial. They came back, and it was the the, the crew in New York, and it wasn't just like one of them. It it took five of them to do the job of two people in the the booth because none of them are play-by-play guys. So it it was Phil Simms, Boomer Esiason, Bill Cower. Um, uh, James Brown and one other um, one other panelist, sort of like round robin broadcast. It was really ba- it was really bad. It was really, it really. I mean, because really they weren't they weren't prepared. They didn't know some of the names of the names and numbers of the pl- or they knew the numbers, but they they were I think they were looking up on like ESPN to find out the the the, the name of the player that goes with the number. Um, and then finally Nate Burleson is the other guy. And then finally they went back to the crew to the, the broadcast crew in Buffalo with about three minutes left to go in the fourth fourth quarter when the game was already decided. So yeah. um, and one other thing, the baseball, uh, American League baseball uh, playoff, um, I think that there are, I would say, a couple million Toronto Blue Jays fans that would like to line up the Washington Nationals and put the, in front of a firing squad and, and shoot because two games in a row – the Nationals had chances to win the to beat the Red Sox. Uh, they had a bases loaded, one out situation in the eighth inning on Saturday. Only got a run run out of it, and then Boston got four runs in the ninth. And then yesterday they were up five to one and let Boston come back, and they they ended up winning seven five. And because of that, the Blue Jays missed the playoffs by a game. 
and uh, it's now Red Sox, Yankees uh, in the uh, AL wild card. All I have to say is this, Blue Jays, you should have stayed in Buffalo longer because your record was really good in Buffalo. I'll tell you the odd thing about this whole thing. For years, the Expos fans hated the Nationals. The Nationals never used their records. Then they finally started to use their records. Even after it said in the Hall of Fame they don't use their records, but then a couple of years ago they decided. But yesterday, Expos fans online were like saying, yeah, this is great because, you know, they basically, that team eliminated Toronto. And I was like, this is a weird, Canada is a weird country. <laughs> it's a weird country. It's a weird, it's a close nice people. Yeah, nice, people. Like, oh, nice. Yeah, nice people. Really, you know, fortunate that they, you know, they play hockey so well up there. We got to definitely cruise our sport. All right, let's get started. We've got a lot going on. A heck of a lot going on. All right, here we go. And we're going to talk about the Montreal Canadiens and why they're going to win the Stanley Cup because I've really... I've been into it today. I've been, I've been, I've been drinking the Montreal Kool-Aid all day. Here we go. I'm looking at my cat clock because I don't make that mistake anymore. Hello, Hockey World. It's Monday, October fourth, twenty twenty-one. I'm that. Michael Agello, and how about them Yankees? I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology. Kevin Allen, Hockey Buzz. And I'm Eklund, you're watching the Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. This is the podcast that comes every Monday through Friday to fill you on the comings and goings in the hockey world, wearing my Hockey Buzz shirt. And um, the crazy thing about this Hockey Buzz baseball shirt is that I, I love this shirt. I The company that somebody has sent to me as a trial, like, you know, sometimes I get things sent to me, hey, would you like me to print like print these up? And I'm like, yeah, I, I wanted to print up five of them. And I got the, I got numbers and sizes from all the people here on the panel and everybody else. And then, then you know, I didn't hear anything for a couple of weeks, and then this company went out of business. So, uh, <laughs> oh, I knew, I knew but, it. I knew but, it. The good news is one of the people who was at that company, who was the big hockey buzz fan there, started his own business. And he told me that we're definitely going to get you them shirts. So I'm like, great, 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 great. I appreciate it. That's I, cool. but, you know, but yeah, so if, and if you're interested out there in a hockey buzz baseball shirt, you see it looks like this. It's got like, like a Eklund on the back. So you, you chose Mike Piazza's number. That's my number, Russ. It's not Mike Piazza's number. It's my number. It's been my number forever. My, my daughter's you number. You gave Piazza permission to use that number. Yeah, I did. I mean, uh, this is Pelly Lindbergh's number. That's who this. That's who this is. So, um, see, I, my number is seventeen for Keith Hernandez and Wendell Clark. Wendell Clark. Yeah, my my best friend from uh, growing up, Dan Wallace, who's our Minnesota Wild blogger, is number seventeen for Wendell Clark too. It's always been Wendell Clark, and every and we've played on more street hockey teams, and you can possibly throw. Well, a who's going to get seventeen when you get the shirts made? Is Mike going to have to fight this guy? Like, yeah, Mike, you may have to get seventy-one, Mike. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> anyway, um, we're going to get into some things today, um, but we have to kind of start with the Robin Leonard thing. And honestly, um, no, really, it's not, it's not that you we want to start with it. It was interesting today because I listened to XM just to see how they were going to handle it, and they didn't. <laughs> they stayed away from it completely. Um, and it is one of those situations where. You do, you can't, we can't do anything as far as, you know, make, these are all accusations and everything's hearsay right now. And there's no yes. evidence. The NHL is talking to, talking to him. You know, the NHL is talking to him, um, that this is going on. And, uh, and I don't even want to get into what he talked about too much. I mean, with the exception of, you know, that, that, that we know there's, I've, I've known for years that there's, there are some issues with the way prescription drugs are handled at professional sports teams. It's not a surprise, but, but the, but you know, his accusations are pretty intense. And we'll let that play out a little bit, then we'll talk about it. But where I kind of want to go with this, instead of that direct topic, because I don't think we can really do anything to speculate on it, which would be wrong. Yeah. Is, is no, the, actually, is, I could go off a quote from Chuck Fletcher and work off we can of do, that. We can do, let's, let's start there, Russ. Let's, let's do that. Let's go off of some quotes, because until we hear you know, what Vino has to say, what other people have to say, and that right now they're not well, talking. Well, Vino about did it. talk about it today. And, you know, okay. said, and, and it wasn't on Vino. Like, Leonard basically straightened that out and said, no, no, no. 
this doesn't have anything to do. With I, I got the impression that those tweets were separate from each other. And, and I, and I, and I really did right away like that. There are teams that might have this issue, but and it wasn't necessarily pointing to flyers as that team that had that particular. Well, issue. no, but what, 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 uh, what Leonard clarified was that he was claiming about in regards to Vino was how his, how he treated his players, which you would think, has to do with Nolan Patrick because Nolan Patrick was traded from the Flyers uh, to you know, now is in Vegas and Nolan Patrick had issues that were ongoing and uh, I mean really they they were sort of I think it know, may have more to do with Carter Hart but that's like that's my opinion no, well, no, I mean, there was a disagreement between yeah. the uh, Patrick family and yeah, the yeah. Flyers on what there was, exactly yeah. his injury was that's yeah, the right. issue there. Great, and that issue, and that that disagreement is, is very similar to the Flyers and Eric Lindros and all kinds of things we've seen throughout the years. The Flyers have a history, unfortunately, of disagreeing. You know what we were right, saying well, right you now. You know what? They didn't they didn't transcribe the quote, but basically, what did he, he say? said, as far as he knows, you know, nothing has yeah. gone on. And but I can guarantee you that because of all this, there's probably a lot of questions being asked by Chuck there's Fletcher in the organization because yeah. it's easy to say has, as you know, you know, like. You don't know everything because sometimes things don't get to your desk. And I bet you he's checking on a lot of those things. Right. And just to touch on that for a second, the way Comcast works is a little important to know here because I've been around Comcast a lot. I've dealt with them on a personal level. I've dealt with them a professional level. Um, I, I've gone to Verizon Fios in my house, <laughs> but no, I've, I've had my issues with Comcast, but I've had some really good relationships with people who there were there at the professional level of Comcast. Um, and I can tell you that they circle the wagons very much for their employees, um, which is what they do. But they also would, they also investigate very intensely. So, like what you'll see here is is the Comcast reaction of of you know that there's, you know that, that we're oh, everything's okay. We don't know of anything. We're not aware of any. We're, they're very very careful about every you know have you know very good legalese and everything. Be very careful about how it's worded. But they will, if there's that Comcast, there's no question. Russ, what you say is true. That Comcast is going to be delving deeply into this because Comcast sure they will, is a yeah. very important. It's very important to Comcast how they are, how they're seen, how they, you know, you know, they do. They do care what other people think of them. Put it that way. <laughs> if that makes any sense, they do. And Comcast definitely doesn't want that. I mean, this, Kevin, do you agree with that? You're shaking your head at all? Yeah. No. No. I'm with you on that. I, I do think there's another issue here that we can discuss, and it's yeah. one that I talked about with Tom Laidlaw today as a former player. Yeah. But. The decision that Leonard had to make yes. as a goalie um, who, you know, with Marc-Andre Fleury, I'm, I'm actually writing a column today for Hockey Buzz about, you know, goalies that are facing some pressure. And um, I, I think Leonard's among those. Uh, yeah, you know, he's got yeah, a very yes. good team. We don't have the crutch, no safety valve. Marc-Andre Fleury isn't there. And he chose to go, go public with this. Now, yeah. well, I don't know. Maybe he's raised these issues behind the scenes and gotten nowhere and feels that it's an important issue. And I think we all think it's an important issue For and sure. that it doesn't need to be raised. But, you know, the, the question that Tom and I kicked around is from a team perspective, like we've criticized, at least I have, I don't know if yeah. you have, uh, guys who were not vaccinated as being yeah. not team guys. You know, Leonard here is now bringing a, a lot onto the uh, Vegas Golden Knights and, and really on himself um, yeah. by going public with this. Should he have um, – and, again, you know, it's hard to, to know for sure. Maybe he's done this before. But should he have first, you know, called Bill Daly yeah. and yeah. said yeah, – absolutely should have. I mean, I, I felt like – 
or at does. least gone or at least gone through the PA, you know, like um yeah, I, I, said I, talked, to some, I talked to somebody at the PA today who was was, you know, wasn't willing to talk on the record yet either. But yeah, well, he I was I, talking to the PA an hour ago, like as Emily yeah. Kaplan reported. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I know. Here's and, a quote from Fletcher. I do have a quote. Yeah. Yeah. The health and well-being of our players is our top priority, and any care provided to them comes from the team's health care professionals, right. not the coaching staff. We have no reason to believe any of our players have received improper care, but that's the key. They had no reason to believe, but now I'm pretty this sure. Is, this is all very well. This was written yeah. by Comcast, too. This is like, yeah. this is Fletcher. Fletcher won't, you, right now, everything's going through Comcast. Oh, like absolutely. Any, anything they're saying, any, anything they're putting out there, because this is a yeah. major company with a major, with a major, um, that thinks of themselves as influential. You know, other league. teams, GMs now are calling within their organization to see how they're handling it. Because yeah, well, to yeah. go back to what Kevin said for a second, I kind of and that's kind of does does merge nicely into what I wrote about today and what I kind of want to talk about with this. So Leonard obviously doesn't care about this kind of stuff because this is this is not we you remember this is the same robin leonard who got in trouble on twitter when he like said some things before um about mark andre Fleury or about his playing time um and this became an issue right so and if anything you know if that happened to me if i went through what he went through before as a goalie and then it didn't really work out well when he got, when he got back, put back in there and everything like that um i would have definitely never gone public on twitter again with anything um, but he doesn't, yeah. he did, he didn't, yeah. he yeah. did it. You know, he did yeah. this after what yeah. happened before. I mean, remember what happened before. Remember the whole Mark Andre Fleury being stabbed in the back, Alan Walsh, all that stuff. And, and his comments were not limited to, to just this. He talked about the Jack Eichel situation yeah. too, because, you know, he was teammates with Eichel in Buffalo, I think two or three years. And he, he made his, made his feelings known about, you know, the, uh, the, the Sabres situation and how Eichel is, you know, being maybe for and Eichel's right. not being forced into anything because he's just no. not going to have the surgery he wants. Right. But he, he touched on that too, and it's like you know you're really touching the third rail here when you're talking about situations that you you know maybe you have a personal knowledge of because you've, you've just been told about you know like you've just, been, you've told just about. been told about right. Exactly. Like, well, yeah, here's the here's the question. Let's boil it down to yeah. this. So he's a five million dollar goalie for yeah. the Vegas Golden Knights. He has signed a contract to, to play for them. Should he keep quiet about this except for, you know, letting the league know and maybe George McPhee know and the Players Association? Should he keep quiet? Or is this issue so important that it it um, it, it goes beyond his uh, what he owes loyalty to his team and he just has to raise it because it's that big? I mean, we're I talking think, about I think, I think it's the second. Two things, I think it's the second. Can I bring up one thing? Because I talked to a player yeah. today who I knew was a friend of Leonard. I know no knows, knows Leonard really well. I don't know Leonard very well, so I, I mean, I, I reached out, you know, through a an agent and like that. But I have not gotten anything, anything at all. Of course, I'm not, right now he's being told to not talk. I'm sure, but I did reach out to a friend of his and asked him, was this surprising to him that this that he would do? If just for all the reasons you're saying, Kev, like is this kind of thing that he would do? Um, and he he called Robin Leonard extremely principle paced based on everything he does. Like he's a very principled guy, and if he sees something wrong, he does talk about it. He's just yeah. that's the way he is. So he's so and you you've, we've all been around people. I've even worked with somebody. I worked with somebody in my band years ago who's incredibly principle based, and you have to admire it. But at the same time, it can be very, can make life very difficult for you. Like it's not it's yeah. not it's it's I, a I tricky. It's, there's, there's, it's a really tricky thing there. It is tricky. I think it's two things. I think um, <clears throat> based on all of his previous experiences. He has just become a truth teller because I think it's probably like best for him to get it all out. And that's probably how he sort of remedies himself on a daily basis. So if he had heard about these situations or someone told him about these situations, 
he probably felt like, you know what? I can't keep this bottled up and I do have to get it out. Yeah. And I, even though we may disagree on how we did it and the way he did it, that may be just the way he, you know, has to deal with his business on a daily basis. And he probably looked at it and said, I can't just ignore this. I have I, to at yeah. least put it I, out there. I think you're right on on that, Russ. Uh, the, the more you talked about that, I mean, if you think back to when he talked openly about mental illness, like he had not been that guy before. Right. And probably what happened, as you said, he felt so much better when he was yeah. able to talk about it that he just looks at that and, 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 and everything in his life. Like it's just better to get it out in yeah. the open, better to talk about, better to have honest discussion. Uh, him telling his uh, truths and uh, move on. I mean, that's well, that's probably it. And, you know, the thing is, um, you know, maybe some organizations, maybe the NHL as a whole would have a problem, have a problem with players expressing themselves on social media. But unless you make it part of their contract that they're not allowed to do it, that's what, you know, everybody has freedom to express themselves. So unless yeah, but that's a great, that's my point, right? That's my point, Mike. That's what I brought it right about today. And I completely will team. Will this change the way teams let their players act on social media? Maybe the um, New York Islanders, you know, and, and that, that is a really interesting question because you, you don't have, you can say you have freedom of speech, but you can also have freedom to get any surgery you want to, but things can be negotiated. <laughs> I mean, we saw this, we've seen this, right? The CBA, the in the CBA now we've seen that you know th there's no reason that this it could be negotiated into a CBA that players are representatives of the team and can't hold social hold private social media accounts that actually is something that does exist in lots of biz big businesses like there's big there's there's you know my my wife has is is kind of high up in her business she's not allowed to have a social media account it's in her contract not that you know she's going to be type you know put giving everybody ultrasound secrets but it's like that's what she's you know she's not a, it's really the truth that so it wouldn't be out of the norm for people who are getting paid this kind of money to be told that they can't be on social media. That's not at all. Now that's a, but that's the only, a, the only difference is there is a difference. Yeah. Like if you work for the federal government, you're allowed to be on social media, but there are rules like, Hey, there's things you yeah. can't talk about and right. you shouldn't do, but he's a public figure and other public figures and other, in other areas of life, movie stars, other things they do interview, they do talk. And I don't think they can. Yeah, you're right. I don't think they can I think, anybody. I think you can. As a, I, it'd be nice if we had a, a lawyer out there who could help us yeah. on this because we're all we're out of our area. But I'm going to try. Um, gonna you try know, to we do know, um, for example, that um, a, a company can dictate whether or not you um, need to be vaccinated or not. Yes. Um, so you know, because I wondered. You know, you know, I know from, you know, I had one law class in college and I do remember one of the things that stuck in my brain was, is that you're not allowed to negotiate away, uh, you know, basic rights. Like you couldn't agree to be a slave, you know, right, uh, right, that's right. the, that's the, you know, the, the far-fetched idea, but, you know, right. could you uh, give up your right to determine, um, you know, which medical treatment you want? Like, uh, that's my question. It seems like you shouldn't be able to do that. Um, but I, and, and I asked the lawyer this question. I asked the lawyer who's a GM because I thought that would be interesting. You know, I asked somebody who's at both those things. You know, I said, why is this possible? You know, and he says, well, because it is. Because if you can negotiate, that can be negotiated. Anything can be. And, and he said that. The, not, now, not everything. No, not everything. Well, it can yeah. be negotiated, Kevin. There's the thing. It can be negotiated. But the question, but you also can challenge it. Like you can challenge it in court and say that this is a, this is what you're talking about there, Kevin. Right. This is giving away. Work. But that is a process that would take. Well, if they voted time. for this, let's say. They, but they did they agreed on it yeah right that yeah they, they, they did again, yeah. 
if this went up for vote on the PA, I don't think they would agree on it because then you wouldn't be allowed to talk about your brand on Instagram. You wouldn't be allowed to tweet right. about something that, you know, that can make you extra money. So I don't think they would pass it. I don't. Yeah. They, they, they definitely I, wouldn't want to. I think you can um, um, uh, dictate what your employees do on social media. You can. Maybe when they're playing for you at that time, like they can't have yeah. their phones with them on the ice, right? Maybe you could say two hours before the game, two hours after the game, you can't do anything. But they can't. I don't think they can dictate it twenty four seven. Or maybe maybe they can do that during yeah. during the season, Russ. Like not. I can't maybe. see them limiting limiting Mitch Marner tweeting out his his uh, you know summer workout routines, which I've seen him post on Instagram or on Facebook. But during the year, I mean. I don't think there's tweeting allowed in the locker rooms. I don't think. Yeah, but, no, no, you yeah. can't tweet from the locker room. No yeah, but let's let's go. Like we know for you know because players have talked about it that there are things in. I mean, it would have to be in the contract because yeah. you know we know yeah. from uh, you know I know through the years I've talked to guys that said you know I'm not allowed to ride motorcycles mm -hmm. or to go uh, water skiing. That that's in my mm -hmm. contract. So I think if you put it in the contract and they sign it and say look, you know then. Uh, I think you, you can't do it, you yeah, know, you and, and, and there are precedents all over the place about, you know, you know, you'll see, if you see famous people, sometimes that work for companies, you'll see their, their Twitter will say they, you know, my, my opinions are only my own. They don't represent the, the play, company I work for, things like right. that. We don't see that with players, you know, which is interesting that we don't see that, you know, maybe we will see that in the future, but at the same time, I think that they can definitely, you can't stop someone from speaking out you know in if they're being asked if they're asked a question like if you ask if you ask someone a question you can't that there is freedom of speech to a degree there but there's not freedom of speech but they still can't talk about insider things they can't talk about trade secrets they can't talk about certain things so is this this is like we're in whistleblower territory here with robin leonard like we're in that like you know which and sure. whistle, whistleblowers whistleblowers are whistleblowers because they're usually anonymous right like normally this would be an anonymous thing that would come out because right. why are they anonymous because they're well, not allowed to talk online. about this they're not allowed I mean, to talk about this kind of stuff they do have a hotline and you know he chose probably not to use it or he did he did use it and kept yeah it. he did use it and we, yeah. he didn't get the response they wanted that, that's yeah. possible yeah which and yeah. you know as it, anybody who's dealt with a big company nhl or any big company knows that sometimes you don't get the response you want that that one right. one reaction to a bad situation is not reacting to it and that's what that's what big companies realize sometimes the safest thing is to not is just to ignore it be completely because if they say anything at all they could get themselves in trouble right so that might be that might have just that might have just taken Leonard over the end, you know. Like he'd be like, I, if they're going to ignore this, I got you know. Now we don't know this yet, and that's going to be the really interesting yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think what I concluded in sort of uh, talking about this earlier today was, I think we have to look him at him as what he's doing is a very positive uh, thing, even though as yes. as Eklund pointed out, um, he's uh, going to cost himself. Yeah, some, some trouble and difficulty. Uh, yeah, uh, because now everybody will be scrutinizing him even more. Is he distracted and right. all that kind of thing? And he's a goalie, which is worse. Yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. But, but you know, I, I think he, like, he wouldn't do this. There's no ulterior motive to do this uh, unless you totally believe it's the right thing to do. Like, you know, right? Uh, I agree. Why, why else would you do it? There's I no. Think, I I did point out. I mean, when we talked about and okay. Uh, when it came to the Eichel thing, the first thing that popped into my head was, well, Vegas is a team that has been in on Eichel, 
and is this uh, you know him him pointing out the the uh, I mean, and we know that Leonard had issues with the Buffalo Sabers when he was there. So there could be ulterior motives in that respect, but I I don't know for sure. I'm just saying that, yeah. that sounds very far fetched. Yeah, yeah, it does. He but would, would come to him and say, "Hey, you know." Oh no, no, I'm especially saying, because of his situation, he is under a huge amount of scrutiny. I mean, I've you know we've all scrutinized him. I've scrutinized him. You guys know this on the show many times. I was like, I was like, what the hell are they doing? Not playing Mark Andre Fleury? He's a superstar. Da 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 da. Now Mark Andre Fleury is gone. They made their choice. They made their yeah. choice to go with Robert Leonard, and Mark Andre Fleury is gone. I mean, they made their choice before by not playing Mark Andre Fleury, but now they've passed the point of no return with Mark Andre Fleury. I'm, it's waiting, gone. I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for you act to become the biggest Laurent Brasseau fan. In the, uh, <laughs> no, in the I mean the bottom well, line is I respect Leonard for doing this. Like I, if if he's now I I do if he has taken proper channels that I do want to throw that out there. Like I do think he should have gone to proper channels first. I no, do I do too. That. Yeah. Um, but if he didn't get anywhere with that and he really felt frustrated by that, then I do respect him for doing this because it, it you, Kevin, like Kevin said, there's really not a whole lot of upside for him here. He didn't do it with malice. He actually did it. Yeah. Because, he, he believes in it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, well, he, whatever, whatever. Yeah. He believes in what he's saying, whether it's true or not, we don't know yet. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, just to switch to uh, some of the other news. Yeah, go ahead. And well, wait, one, one second. Go ahead. Go ahead. I did want to bring this up because I was fascinated that I had this discussion with, you know, a friend of mine this morning, and he didn't seem to know that uh, uh, that Leonard had played pretty well last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, you know, yeah, I yeah. think there's a thought here that, okay, he's, uh, you know, you know, who's this guy? Well, this guy played pretty well. Like, he did yeah, fine when he was in that. Yeah. For oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, and so did Craig Anderson, you know, like, I mean, the, the, the reality is, like, no, I don't mean that to be, I don't mean not to be a jerk. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but the reality is, this is the reality with Leonard, is, in the playoffs, he hasn't, you know, like he's had, he came in last year and got smoked by Colorado in one game. Now, whether or not that's, you know, fair or unfair, because he hadn't played or what have you, he, no, act, he, he's been good. Act. He's been a really, he's a better act. average, better than oh, average regular season goalie, earned the contract he got. He was, he was, he was put in as a sacrificial lamb in that yeah. game after them playing in game seven. So yeah, don't come on. And they went to him after Flurry dropped the ball in the conference final. So granted, but the year before that, He's in there, and they lose in the playoffs, and I think that had a big part to do with him too. This is just my my thing. I mean, the difference is, it's a shame that he was on the same team as Mark Andre Fleury, who is like a Cregan superstar. I mean, his career save percentage is nine eighteen, which is above NHL average. When he was with the Islanders, it was nine thirty. Oh no, he's been that's, phenomenal, Russ. I'm not saying, but but how many playoff series has he won? Well, that's Kelly. Okay, for and him being on the same team as Mark Andre Fleury is Kelly McCrimmon's fault, not Robin. Yeah, Lennon. and uh, I'll I'll remind you in that regard what you know Ed Belfour was criticized heavily about his postseason yeah. performance yeah. until he wasn't. Uh, and, right. I, and, I, yeah. well. and I, I won't well, criticize I mean, him anymore either, Kevin. If if Robin Leonard proves me completely wrong, and I kind of hope he does now after all this has come out, I kind of hope he does. Funny thing. So the 2018-19 Islanders. We're four and four in the playoffs, but he had a 936 save percentage. Is it his fault the team didn't move on? Uh, no, I, I'm no. not going to say it's his. I'm not going to say it's his fault, but I, I believe his team would have not gotten where they got to without. But I think they got much further, but because of Mark Andre Fleury, I really do. Well, that's just because Mark Andre Fleury is better goalie than he is. Exactly. Right. <laughs> no one's going to argue that. 
Yeah, that's so, that's, that's not that's fair. That doesn't say that he's a bad goalie. It just says I, I, you know, I'm they, not saying he's a bad goalie. He just, yeah, he's, he's been put in situations. Two years ago, they did go with him, and they didn't yeah, go with Mark andre Fleury, yeah, and he it ended a lot quicker for Vegas. Yeah, in 1967, the Leafs had two Hall of Fame goaltenders, Johnny Bauer and Terry Sawchuk. Just because Terry Sawchuk was better than Johnny Bauer doesn't mean Johnny Bauer sucked. No, I'm no, I'm not, and I'm not saying Leonard sucks. Just because I prefer no, Flurry over Leonard, Ben Anderson sucks. I'm just saying that these are. Two, I was using the example of goalies who haven't gotten it done in the playoffs yet. Yeah, yeah. But Johnny Bauer, just because he didn't perform well in that playoff, right. didn't mean he wasn't a playoff goalie. Right. Yeah, he's had he'd won in the playoffs of, before, and he he'd had a pretty success in the playoffs. And then there's a long list of goalies who haven't gotten it done in the playoffs for various reasons. I know I right. I yeah. not on yeah. Anderson. Right. Until they do, they list. haven't, Russ. That's my point. Until they do, they haven't. And that, that's that we have to look at goalies that way because yeah. they're that important. Well, let uh, that, you know, the first round with no, the Islanders. Listen, this is brought up in the chat room, and I just want to stress this for a second. So no, this but hold is on. He, he did get past the first round with the Islanders because he played in eight games. So I'm only talking about I, people who generally don't get out of the first round. I don't think that statement is fair. I'm not going to yeah, go. People who think that we're not that we're not discussing the fact that Leonard has mental health issues, this has nothing to do with this I, at all. <laughs> Zero. By and the way, really I didn't completely... say it. I just didn't yeah, get into it... great detail about it. That's yeah. what. Oh, never mind. But that's uh, not why he's saying this stuff. This no, is not, this is not. This has nothing to do with that at all. This is but, not. And anyone. Anyway, let, let's get to something. Uh, uh, some other news here because there was the the yes. the two contracts um of uh quinn hughes and elias Pettersson, they finally got done on the weekend and now we have uh, we'll just talk briefly about that but then we, we have to talk about brady kachuk because brady kachuk is still not signed yes um i kevin i look at these two deals i again it's it's sort of like the buffalo situation with the with the reinhardt deal and the ristolainen deal i think the ristolainen deal was good and the reinhardt deal was not good i think the quinn hughes deal was not a bargain, but a really good deal for both sides for Vancouver. They get length on the in the term. The amount is under eight million for a really good defenseman. I think the Pedersen deal is going to blow up in Vancouver's face. Well, they're marching them right to free agency. Uh, yeah, you know that's the uh, never the a good issue. idea. Yeah, that you know. So there, it's kind of like saying we'll we'll give you a path to the door. Uh, I'll tell you how to get there. I, yeah, I, w I wonder if they thought they couldn't go to long-term deals, or I wonder if it was Pedersen saying, look, this is what I want. Well, I J J J.P. Berry just came out. He, apparently, he was holding some sort of availability and said that they were talking about a five-year deal, but when the Capri uh, the reports are when the Kaprizov deal came down and it was $9 million that Vancouver didn't want to go that high, so they, they went for the shorter deal. Yeah, could they have even done $9 million? No, yeah, I don't think so. I yeah. mean – Pedersen yeah, has Pedersen in the in the Swedish media too has been has also been a little bit uh, so so on the Canucks themselves. Like he's he's come, out, he's come out and said stuff like you know he wants to be in a winning situation. You know yeah. so that's so this deal feels like a deal that probably works for both teams for both sides in a way. I mean you don't want to march a guy to free agency, but you also it's not the worst thing in the world if he's playing for a next for a new contract. You know like let's let's take that. I mean we're gonna get three years out of him where he's trying to prove himself to be a nine million dollar ten million dollar player so i'd like that I mean, that's what i like about the deal a lot and i think in the last few years i'd say the percentage is very small of the guys that have had those kind of contracts that actually re-sign with the team right 
I mean, yeah. he's still, he's still, he's still, they still have one year, right? Like after this, like, the, the exception to the right. It's yeah, but it's one year he's arbitration eligible and he could take the ARB award and then go to right. free agency. Right. So, right. you know, right. so they have to basically make a deal with him either the year before he gets to RFA or that particular summer. Otherwise, otherwise he's got a knife to their throat and he can walk. And, and, yeah. you know, I, really, though, if you think about it, it's surprising that more players don't do what he's doing. Because right? sure. you yeah. really yeah. Uh, have control. And if the, you know, it almost seems now, well, particularly with COVID, um, there's, a, there's still a barrier unless you're Toronto of, you know, that $10 million range. Like, we're, we're not going there. You know, we'll give right. you nine and all that. Well, if you want, if, if players really want to move by that where we get multiple players doing that, I think more have to do what Pedersen is doing. You know? Yeah, I agree. And and, yeah. and even though, you know, we always talk about the like, guys like marketing to free agency and all that stuff, it's not like a secret, you know, like that. It's not like, it's not like, you know, it's not like the Canucks don't know that as well. It's not, it, they know that the reality is that eventually you've got to get past that point of, of a guy being a UFA. Like somehow or another, you're going to get past it. This way, you know, you get one more year after his thing to do it. Um, if this ended right at UFA, that would be, that would be, that would be crazy, right? Like that would be, we all you know, legitimize that, you know, if this ended with them and them not being able to, I mean, you're saying the arbitration thing, Mike, but he, they can still win yeah. that arbitration case. They can still negotiate or, and at least they have some power. They can trade him because they still have his rights. Yeah. There's things they can do, but if it's, if, if you take it right wow. up to free agency, that's nuts, right? Like you'll never I see this. Be, you can always trade them. They, they, they can always trade him. Like, but yeah. if it was a four year right. deal, that would be way worse than a three year no, no, deal. No, no general manager in their right mind is signing. Exactly. A, signing we never see it. See so them. the reality is that UFA thing is, 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 but, is not, it's not like he got, he pulled no, over but on the, it. The issue, but, the, but the issue is, and if you use like the Sam Reinhardt uh, situation as an example, Okay, the the Sabers signed him to a two year deal and one year arbitration. He was one year away from being UFA, yeah. and they got a first round pick and a long term, a long a a, 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 a project goaltender in Levi. For a guy who was going to walk in free agency, so it was, they, they didn't know that at the time, Mike. I mean, yes, they, they, yes, they did. They, yeah, they, they knew did. That. For yeah, sure. They did. They I mean, knew he was listen, not going to sign in Buffalo. Or maybe they maybe they did know in that case. But usually, in this case, they don't know that Pedersen's going to walk. Okay? They don't know no. that. Well, so, the bottom line the bottom line is this. If they would have had their way, the Canucks and every team, right. the best time to sign a guy beyond his free agency is when you're going to get that seven- or eight-year deal. Yeah, and right. everybody understands that, and I'm sure they would rather do it. But, you know, Pedersen didn't really want to go there. Yeah. and. Um, you know, well, I think the reason he didn't yeah. have is because a they botched that cap to some degree, and b there's Brock Besser who's going to need a contract in a year, and that's going to be another situation because if Besser if Besser gets a big deal from them the same way Hughes did, then there's no way Pedersen's staying. They're not going to be able to keep all three. But three years from now, we could so we'll see, and it will by that point we will see the cap going up, right? We will. There will give him a point at which, yeah. but not enough. Not enough. Well, we don't know that because you know if if things if things bound back quickly, you know, and things go, there's it's possible that we could see a big jump. I've told I've been told, but you know that depends on. They I mean, said the next. They said the next two years, the max that the cap will go up is a million dollars. No, the next two years, right? Yeah. I get that, but after that, if we're doing pretty good, maybe you know who knows. I mean, and 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 the reality is, I I think that. I think this is a fair contract on all sides because I don't think I mean Elias Pettersson was not that great last year, right? He just wasn't that great, and. Right. And he, but you know, everybody who's seen him, the eye test on him says, wow, that kid's amazing. So it's like, you know, eventually, you know, 
in his first couple of years, he was just one of my favorite players in the league. So I, I, I you know, I don't. Yeah, there's truth to everything you're saying, but yeah. I still, if I was the Canucks, would want him tied up long term. Absolutely, you would. And I think they did, but I don't think they had that option. I just don't no, think they, they did. Didn't. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, what you have to say if you're the Canucks is we're betting on ourselves. We're betting on the fact that we're gonna that he's going to like it here, that he's going to, that we're going to put a big team together. That's going to win around him. He's going to want to stay here and you're betting on yourself. And I think that's, well, yeah, it's not hopeless for sure. Right. That's all you can do. And and they have him for three years. Three years is a long time. Get it going. If he had get done it going. Five, that would have been a different story, but three is kind of telling the story that it's a little iffy for him staying five is. different story. It is, but I like, I sometimes, I don't know about you, but I'm, I sometimes with contracts like a little bit iffy on both sides. Like I it's do not, not. it's no. not the worst thing in the world to have people playing for money. Like to play for their next contract. I don't know. I, I, only is if they're a player that was great once and you want to see what they are now. It's not with a player that you're pretty sure is going to bounce back and his best years yeah. are ahead of him. That's the Se- only difference. Security is not overrated, Eck. I'm sorry. You Any organization, any player wants security. Yeah. We've seen and it can bite you. It can bite you for sure. We've but seen I that happen. That's what I'm thinking, Gav. I mean, we have seen yeah. those. But you still want it, you know. You I mean, the, and the Canucks are sitting there with Erickson, who they just moved to, moved to, uh, you know, to 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 vet, to Phoenix or whatever. That was a secure contract when they signed it. You know? Yeah, it's but like you that- know what? Okay, so if you wanna if you wanna expand this one step further, they took a massive risk for Oliver Ekman Larson. If he yeah. doesn't look great, they're stuck with him for a lot of years. They did, and and they but they've never they've also never had an Oliver Ekman Larson type player there, so they really are fired up about that they feel like this takes a little bit of pressure off of their young quinn hughes who can't be everything all the time and yeah, he kind of pressure. so yeah. yeah i think i think i think that that's i don't know again i'm a fan of teams going for it I, my, if i'm if i'm a canucks fan i'm like they're they're going for it so I, I like that i like teams going for it yes it could it could backfire it could backfire but you know if, if you don't try it you don't, you don't know if it'll backfire or work so to me try it you know you can they, they're trying it they're giving it a shot they didn't lose much by doing it they really didn't. I mean, they gave away players. I, that they, I'm not sure what they're trying. They're, 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 you know, they would have been trying too if they signed him for. Yeah, a I second. mean, they're, they're, they're yeah. just. Whole, I mean, they're in, in the, they're giving themselves the best team they can put on. And the these signings, they're just holding on to the players that they they drafted. But you know, the going for it was trading for Ekman Larson, yeah. who was who is you and know in the last two years and is you know 30 yeah. years old and has got six years left in the contract. That's not that's not going for it. That's a roll of the dice. Yes, that is. But they also got Connor Garland in that deal, so it's like, yeah, I like him a lot. So I, I like, like him a lot, and, 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 and they probably, and, and, you know, Arizona was probably sitting there saying, "We need somebody to take this Larson contract off of our hands too," which they wanted desperately to happen. So, and do they get Connor Garland if they don't get, Con- no, you know, Ekman? No, I mean, they don't. so they're, they had to make that. But it's still six years. But act, you know, they also better. had to. They also had to pay Connor Garland. True. Yes. True. True. They did, and and they and they did, and that, that'll. I think that I don't know. Time will tell. But I'm. I'm really. What, what did they end up paying, Connor Garland? A little under five million a year for five yeah. years, which is pretty good. I mean that. that fair. To me is, fair contract. Yeah, I think it's fair right now. And if, if if he turns into like a real star player, I mean, it kind of reminds me of like Couturier kind of contracts, you know, like which is oh. like ridiculous, you know, where Couturier's contract looks phenomenal right now for what he is, but. <laughs> You know, he, they're going to fire. going to have to pay him too soon. So that's going to be a problem. But, you know, every, 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 eventually you have to pay guys if they do well. But if they do well, you also have success. So you, that's what you want. So this, the reality is, you know, he can't sit back and have them do well and not pay them well. It's just going to, you know, your team sucks. So, I mean, that, that's why this is, that's why I think that this is sometimes overblown. That's all I think. I think that, you know, you want your team to be good. And I think that the feeling is that Larson, who will probably be, who will finally be on a team with 
players around him too is going to be better player than he was. Yeah. Well, uh, there's some truth to what you're saying. I mean, you know, he he was a very good player for you know several years, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, last season he just didn't look the same. His, his goal totals have been bottoming out. <clears throat> he went from like 23 to 19 to 15 to nine yeah. to three. Yeah, and that's all fair, and, and I think that you know, and the, but also the you know the Coyotes have been bottoming out too. So it's right, like we'll find out, yeah. So time will tell, you know, we won't talk about Montreal today. Obviously it's two, two o'clock already. Um, we won't get into that today, um, but we'll have to figure that out. Maybe right, on let's the, up the trip thing in the sense that, that. Like Mike and I were talking offline and yep. the Wim Nylander situation where Mike had to remind me that it went right to the deadline of like December 1st. Yeah. Uh, this ten, 10 minutes before the deadline. Yeah. This feels oh, the same way. You tell me why Melnick. No, is no, 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 that, no. That Nylander thing was crazy. I agree with everything you're saying, Russ. I'm not disagreeing. Well, then why it. isn't this the same thing? I it feel the same it, thing. To me, it feels the same way. I never worry about restricted free agents until you get close to the season. And then yeah. I say, well, okay, now yeah. there's a problem. And now we're close to the season. He's yeah. still in Michigan. Uh, you know, uh, you know, there's a problem here that goes beyond uh, yeah. disagreement on money. And, yeah. and and I heard his I heard his brother Matthew interviewed by uh, Elliot Freeman and Jeff Merrick a couple days ago, yeah. and basically saying, "Well, this is what the Kachuks do," and uh, you know that that okay, and, then, <laughs> and that's and that's all fine and good. He says, "Well, he wants to stay in Ottawa, but he you know basically wants to be paid." And like, okay, well, I mean, Ottawa better realize that he has no problem sitting out, and if he sits right. out till December first after at five oh one, he's out for the year. And he'll play because he'll play. He'll play for the U.S. Olympic team in Beijing. So, and you know, maybe he goes and plays in uh, kind of a small hollow victory, and he loses a year of his career. So it's not really. I know, but he he expect he expects to be paid, Eck. I think he will be. I, I think he realizes how much he's got. I mean, this is we are really seeing the Ottawa Senators and Melnick tested to the upteenth degree here because this is this Melnick, you know, Melnick has t- taken a lot of criticism over the years from his family. Well, like, there's nobody, there's nobody more who takes it, it than him. If you remember, Rack, a yeah. couple years ago, he said this was the season that he would start investing yeah. in his team. And yeah. And believe me, they're reminding him of that all the time. I mean, it's like, you know, I, I get, I get more emails from senators fans almost than anybody else. It's crazy. They are absolutely furious. They want him to sell the team. They can't we force him to sell the team. You know what I mean? And um, it's just, it's just, and of course you can't force a guy to sell the team. It's just like one of these situations that completely goes on and on and on. But I, people are just that angry. They, they want, they want the NHL to step in and make him sell the team, you know? But as I've said a lot, many times, how much money can a good Kachuk get if a good Kachuk could get paid? How about that? There's my, there's my little. Oh, I like that. <laughs> but, uh, but um, yeah, yeah. that question about forcing himself to your mind for so many years, like it went on for a decade. I would get these emails <laughs> about contracting the size of the league. Yeah, right. As right. if that they could, the owners could say, "You're out of here." Whatever. You, you're gone. Yeah. That and doesn't matter. I, I remember end up uh, talking with Bill Daly about it one time about how the difficulty it would be to try to get rid of a team. Like yeah. you'd have to basically get all the owners to agree to buy out that guy. So like <laughs> you'd have to ask the owners if the franchise now is worth five hundred million, everybody'd have to don't you know throw in twelve, fourteen million or whatever and say, okay, you're gone. You know. Yeah, it's, and I mean, is there any rule about contracting a team with the NHLPA? I mean. 
Does that matter? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know even though. I mean, it, it just would be much more complicated it's, than no, people. It's impossible. It's virtually impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then people always thought it. They just said, okay, we'll, we'll just, you know, get to go down from thirty from 28 to 26 teams, you know, when they have these trouble with teams and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the biggest thing, the reason I worry about this situation is because we haven't heard from Pierre Dorian on this situation in weeks. He, he was like, don't worry, he's yeah. going to make it into camp. And when he didn't make it into camp, Basically, it's been completely silent. The owner's been completely silent, too. But Dorian and the owners have been silent. The person who's never silent, who we haven't heard from at all, is Pierre Maguire. <laughs> Pierre Maguire is rarely silent, but he's involved in this situation, too. But and he doesn't say anything about that, this. Folks. <laughs> he hasn't said anything about this at all. So, I mean, that's something that's interesting, too. I think that, yeah, this is a – I mean, to go back to the situation with um, Nylander, that was I, I was following that very closely because I was talking to two teams who were talking to the Maple Leafs about trading for Nylander until – five minutes before he signs like it was yeah. it was it was it was so intense like they were i was getting text like, have you heard anything yet what's going on you know we, we just we just heard that he's not gonna that they're not gonna sign him now they're gonna move him for sure they they leafs were playing a crazy game of poker there um i wish i could write the actual like story about how that went down because it was insane and then the contract happens all of a sudden right like seconds after one team was told that the leafs, by the leaves that they're not going to sign him at all like it just it just it was completely it was just amazing how and, to, to follow that in real time. Will this happen like that? I don't know. The, nego the negotiations with Nealander, um, they got wrapped up in five minutes. I know. So well, here, here's the bigger question, too. So, what are the Ottawa Senators without Brady Kachuk? If they start the season without Brady Kachuk, <laughs> they're like one of the three, four teams in the league, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. Huge, that's a well, even with Brady there, you know, like they're a fascinating team. I, I, I love looking at their yeah. roster. Because yeah. they're half the roster of guys you'd love to have. I know. The other half is just a mess. They're you know? they're above they're above the bar for me. Will will I watch them on center ice? I will definitely watch them on center ice. When yeah. they're out there, you know, because I will watch them. There's a lot of good good talent on that team yeah. and, and players that everybody would want, but they yeah. they just don't have enough of them. So they don't, and and you know, and they really are very much tied into into like Brady Kachuk as being an anchor point for all that too. Like right. without Brady Kachuk being there. That makes a lot of those players that we love not quite as great, um, you know. And that really, but those players that look really great with Brady, but it's 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 they he has them, he has them so deeply that I just think that they're going to have to just give in to him and sign him for whatever he wants. But I think that the fact they're playing this game right now, at this point, is 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 starting to get scary. There's no question about it, you know. Um, it, it really is. And I don't think, I mean, the run rumor there aren't that many trade rumors about him. The one I've heard, and I you know mentioned before. Is um Pareko, you know, Pareko from St. Louis for Brady Kachuk, straight up. Somebody from St. Louis told me this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, I, that's, a, that's a bad rumor. That's a yeah. It feels like a bad rumor, but I'll tell you guys off the air who told me, and you'll be surprised. But and it's just it's just it's um it does feel like a bad rumor. But you know, yeah. how much do they want? How much do they? And even the person who told me had said, you know, I don't, I don't know. But that, that, if it was, know. there's always a lot of speculation when guys don't come in. Yeah, yeah, for if, sure. If, if it was Pareko and Robert Thomas, fine. Okay, but Pareko, Pareko's third, and he's twenty, twenty-eight. He, you know, Brady Kachuk is what twenty-one. I mean, yeah, but there's uh, a lot, and you know, and Kachuk, Brady Kachuk, although he's had some. The funny thing is, so someone was telling me about you know the the the, the fantasy pools that are going on. The uh, Yahoo has the one that they have, right? That everybody we have ours too, but you know, and ours, but I, we, ours is different in terms of the way Yahoo does it is you draft in a certain order, so they know where people are picking guys, right? And Brady Kachuk right. is getting picked around 14th in draft in pools, which 
is pretty incredible for a guy who's not signed at all. Like that's like people are really high up on this guy. That's that that's well, like, because they know he's the center point of that offense and he's going to get power play time, yeah. top top three minutes. So yeah, yeah. so we, they, um, people think he's going to sign, obviously. No, just to touch on this because I saw the announcement made by Team Canada and I saw another one made by the Swedes naming three players uh, for the Olympic squad. And I just asked why, because I mean, you know, like it's uh, PR and uh, uh, so they can uh, market around players and stuff. Yeah, they can sell, yeah, jerseys. They can sell jerseys. I mean, they can start printing up those jerseys. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, you would hope that the, the three players that they would name would be no-brainers, and Canada's obviously were McDavid, Crosby. Yes. Yeah, that was and, the whole yeah whole plan. Yeah. And Pet and Petra, Petrangelo was the, I mean, I think he's a, I think he's a no-brainer, but when you go McDavid, Crosby, and then him, it seems like a step down in a way, but he's a defenseman. Uh, the other uh, Sweden was uh, Zabinajad. Ross, did you see that the team Sweden, the three? I the, did not see it. Okay, I'll, I'll see if I can find it. I know Zabinajad was one of them. Which that makes sense. Yeah, Pedersen. Uh, Pet, I think Pedersen was a th and yeah. one of the and probably from even though he's out right now. Yeah, I'll find it. I'll find part, it. Do you think part of this at all is the is these countries trying to like make this more real, like that is absolutely going to happen? That you yes, know, we know it's gonna, we know it's going to happen. I'm we pretty sure they did it last time too, though. Yeah. I mean, there are still people who think that's not going to happen. So, yeah. I mean, despite what everybody said, there are still people who question it. Like, it, it you know, that, that well, it's going to get worse, whatever. We're not going to have it's not going to happen. So, this does make it. Hedman, Zabinajad, and Landeskog were the three. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. I never, you never, I just, I never think of Landeskog as being Swedish. You know, it's funny. It just, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't well, know why. Just, next you know, year's draft. Lane Lambert's nephew, <laughs> named Lambert. I, what's his first name, Russ? Brad Lambert. Ryan. Brad. Brad. Brad Lambert is is Finnish. <laughs> That's crazy. So, okay. So is it yeah. B R A A A A A D. Uh, no. no, no, just. <laughs> I like that though, but I'm, I'm going to have a hard time on that. I'm going to see that that kid is Canadian, even though. Apparently, he's played most of his career over in Finland, right? He has. Yeah. I, I've known him as being a Finn. That's the funny part of it. Like, Yeah, but, I mean, that's certainly not a Finnish name. You can't get more no, Canadian no. than – Well, well I mean, like there's some guys from Sweden named – like with the first name Israel. Like that's a big name in Sweden right now for boys, which is interesting. Well, well, like, well before 2016, when we looked at Patrick Laine, you know, the last name is L-A-I-N-E. That's not exactly Finnish, you know. In the yeah. Yeah. That's because he says it's lame, Mike. That's what. Right. Well, yeah. Um, just a couple a couple interesting uh, notes. Uh, Jack Johnson earns a one-year contract with the Colorado Avalanche. Um, Russ, after seeing the way he played with the Rangers last year, I'm surprised he got a deal anywhere. I, I, I'm pretty sure he got a deal because of his uh, dirty play and fighting prowess. Everybody is now like so enamored with that. Look, I can't tell you how many texts I've gotten from Ranger fans saying Jared Tenorti can't play. Like we all know he's a marginal <laughs> player, but he's big and he's strong. Right, right, and now right. these guys are getting contracts again. 
Uh, Jake Evans gets a three-year contract with the Canadians. Uh, yeah. $1.7 million AAV. A good That's deal. a good deal, and it's well-deserved by, by both. No, they didn't talk about the Canadians today, but we will. But they're a fun team to actually get into. They're more fun than yeah. I thought they'd be. I thought because yeah. of all well, that has gone wrong, but they are they do have some interesting players on their team. Yeah, Evans was a really good college player, and he's actually really gotten a lot better in the pros. So yeah. And here's here's a player that Russ and I, I mean I remember him from the world junior. I think it was the one in Buffalo, uh Axel Janssen Falby, yeah, who was in the what was in the Washington Capitals organization and never really got a chance. Uh, he was placed on waivers yesterday and got claimed by the Sabers. So he'll—that's a good claim. He, good um, he's big and fast. Yes, he has speed. There's some ability there. Yeah. So yeah. not not a bad move by the Sabers, and believe me, they have enough roster spaces. So yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of options there. Well, I guess, Russ, the one thing I want to do before we get out of here is I'm going to ask, ask this question a bunch today by all the people around here in Philly, and you know, I've given my answer to them, but I want to know what your answer is too. Um. Obviously, the Flyers pick up preseason tonight, tomorrow, the next night. Um, Is is this going to affect things? Uh, Not initially, like, but if there's one voice that gets out there that's credible, because right now we're hearing some other things on Twitter for people you don't know, so you don't know if it's credible. And the one, and Russ, the one thing that we did see, the person who wrote it just retr- just retracted what they said. Yeah, so, but if there's one credible voice act that gets out there, or if the PA yeah. puts out a statement, yeah. then it will affect them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of people fans. Otherwise, of the I don't think it will right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I all I can say about the situation, you know, just taking away the drug stuff take away. I think the bigger question is will it affect the Vegas Golden Knights? I think the answer is I think yeah. that is the bigger question, but I think and I think Kevin Neal that one pretty good, but I think that um the thing that I I will say is I do feel as if the lot and I brought it up before and it's not my opinion because I don't I'm not in that locker room, but I know from talking to players on that team that this concept of Vino being a dinosaur is what is very prominently felt in that room. That is there's no two ways about that. That you can and and Terry and as well, you know, the two of them I looked at it like old money Montreal type. Look, the only thing I could say is I was critical of Vino last year with the way he um, yeah. he didn't protect Carter Hart in my estimation by making him the third goalie after he said he was going to have a couple of days off. Look, we could we could say what we want. There's a yeah. lot tougher football coaches than there are hockey coaches, and he happens to be a very demanding coach. That doesn't mean he's done anything wrong. Um, I, I I did get different culture, my different culture, Russ. I I guess it is football and hockey players yeah <laughs> no but i mean but the toughness factor is the same and yeah. it is They're, you have to be tough in both sports but i'm just saying sports, but are they used to like the way- we're not talking about yeah we're not talking about you know the pills or anything we're just talking about yeah we're just talking um, about on the ice and then how he coaches right and yes he's a very demanding coach but so is john tortorella and some others that it it wouldn't surprise me if some players call them dinosaurs based on that but it still doesn't mean they've done anything wrong and uh, uh, go ahead Ken. Well, I was just going to say, I have a quick story about that. You know, mm-hmm. back in the old days, I used to cover uh, football on Sunday for USA Today, uh, you know, and usually go around, but I did a lot of Lions home games. And Lomas Brown, who's now a broadcaster, and Fred Glover had seen their first hockey game. And they uh, uh, called me over and they said, uh, are you the hockey guy? And I said, yeah, 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 I am. He said, well, we got a question. Fred and I went to a game and he goes, yeah, is this really right? that the guys who push and shove at the end of the play and kind of mix it up after it's all done, they're the tough guys. 
And I said, well, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. They, they do that. He says, because, you know, in football, it's the exact opposite. Right. The guys that can't take it, they have to push and shove yeah, or yeah, like yeah. that. We laugh at them. You know, Thank we God. laugh at them. And I said, well, that. <laughs> yeah, that's what they said. It was a long time ago, but that's great. Uh, I remember great. that. They were just trying to sort out how the toughness huh. and intimidation worked. It was different in football, they said. So yeah, that's that's fascinating. I love that. Yeah. That's really good. Well, I, did, I never thought of it before, but it's a hundred percent true. Just wow. one quick, just one quick note because we talked about it oh, uh, on previous shows. Uh, the NHL is putting out the center ice package uh, locally. They're uh, our local cable will be carrying it for fifteen dollars a month extra on the cable bill. So I don't know if that means what if they're what they're what they're going to do with. Um, you know, the, the, uh, game center live, or if that's going to be available every, uh, the funny thing was I clicked on ice is only 15 bucks a month. It, well, it was, it was 149 for the year. Yeah. Um, previous okay, so 150 still. Okay. Well, the, yeah. So, um, it was $15 per month. Okay. Wow. But they're still billing you for a year, not just the hockey season. Yeah. Well, he's just saying per month. I don't know if they build. I think they are going to per month. That's the big question. If, if it's just the hockey season, the price went down. If it's the whole year, then the price didn't go right, down. Right. Then, right. Then it's right. Exactly. Really people and, went to center ice package in July and August. No. And then, <laughs> no, but you still could get billed for it. Like, I get that. I mean, yeah. I actually am one of the weird guys who actually like having it then because, well, at least the, at least the game center comes because sometimes I just like miss hockey and I throw on and, a random game. And the other thing was when I clicked on Game Center, when I clicked on the video on NHL.com for a particular Leaf game, it went right to ESPN Plus. So that might be the way it works. Yeah. And that's, that's what happens now. Like, and, and the NHL really did it in a weird way. We, we don't have time to get into it, but it, it, was, it was the way they did it now where you check, click on something and it says, the NHL is a new home, ESPN. And it's, it's very strange. Like, at least, at least that was my reaction from the app. From the app, right, it's really 160 good. a season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very strange from the app the way they did. It. I mean, it, it was it felt kludgy. It did, but that's it. But I know, but this is this is all about you know selling rights to different things. But for 160 a season, if you're a cord cutter, you're still not getting all the games. Right, and you're also right. because of because of the limited channels on these cable networks. Oh, you, you're you you it's could get fact. the. You won't get the, like you won't get the home broadcast. You'll get like whatever broadcast they whatever get. they give you. And if the game's on ESPN Plus, you probably won't get it because it'll be on ESPN Plus, right? Or and then and then you'll have to get ESPN Plus. So it's like that's another other expense. There are too. people that are deciding like which two they're going to get, and there are some games people are going to miss. Yep. Or <laughs> find another way. There are the ways. Yeah. Well, whatever. Um, all right. Remember, folks, without the buzz, it is just hockey. We will all talk to you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.